Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And the first story I brought today is food news. This is from thetakeout.com. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's a great name. Uh, Arby's will debut a sous vide duck sandwich to locations near ducks. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say to locations near you. <laughs> <laughs> nope, just near ducks. Uh <laughs> Arby's in recent years has turned to uh, sandwiches with some exotic, it's in quotes, meats like venison and elk, which I hadn't actually heard about, but apparently apparently they've released some pretty weird sandwich options. Uh, And now they've announced that they'll start serving a seared duck sandwich starting this Saturday, October 20th. So this Saturday. Oh. Uh, According to a press release, the duck breast is cooked sous vide with crispy onions and a smoked cherry sauce. Sounds, sounds very really, upscale for, I know. for an Arby's. I was going to say that. It sounds really good, but then you, when you think that it's at Arby's, it's like, <laughs> right? it doesn't compute. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, however, it's only available in 16 locations at Arby's, quote, within markets in the four waterfowl migration flyways across the country. That, that is the Atlantic oh. Central, Mississippi, and Pacific waterfowl migration flyways. Um. So it's pretty. Oh. It's a pretty limited range. Unfortunately, there are none in Ohio. There are none near us. Oh man! Um, or I might have saved this for next week and and brought some. <laughs> uh, but locations that are included uh, include Cambridge, uh, Maryland, Atlanta, Georgia, Lincoln, Nebraska, Lafayette, Louisiana, and Carson City, Nevada. And this is dumb, but it's my favorite part of the story. You can go to arby's.com/duck. <laughs> To see if your town is included in the promotion. <laughs> Why is that so yeah, funny to me? Arby's.com slash duck. <laughs> um, it's hard to explain, but yeah. that is incredibly amusing. <laughs> I guess... I'm going to have to go to their website and look at where those other meats are, too, now. Right? Yeah. I don't know if they're still so available no... or if they were, like, a limited time uh, only thing. Oh, okay. Um, imagine elk or, like, central U.S. where they're... Yeah, there's no way there's the elk one in But Ohio, venison, but maybe. maybe. Oh, yeah. We have, we have deer it's, in uh, our neighborhood. probably at <laughs> arby's.com slash... Deer? Deer. And or is it slash venison? I don't know. Because a duck is both the meat right. and the animal. Right. As with elk. So it's unclear whether it's <laughs> arby's.com slash venison or arby's.com slash deer. We could look, but I like having the mystery there. Yeah, I kind of do too. Do you think there's an arby's.com slash beef? <laughs> it just goes to arby's. It just goes to the normal <laughs> website. <laughs> it redirects you to McDonald's. <laughs> No, it would redirect you to uh, Sonic. Or no, because remember no. they bought Sonic. What about Wendy's though? Wait a minute, because they had the whole like, where's the beef, or what's the, who's the beef? Oh, what's, we have the beef. There was like a beef thing. No, wait, it was we have the meats or something. Was no, that that's that's Arby's, I think. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Clearly, all your marketing schemes aren't working. Right, because we're not able to tell you Do all apart. Do better. 
Where's the beef? Wendy's. Yeah. It's like this really old commercial with Wendy's. Oh. Like really old. <laughs> like 80s old. Oh. How do you know that? I don't know. There's I don't a think whole I've Wikipedia ever seen that. page about where's the beef. Oh. Okay, I guess I just never was exposed to that. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I do forget, though, where we left off. We were talking about, oh, that Arby's and Sonic are the same oh, right. company. Yeah, it's true. Or something like that. Or the website just redirects to their like corporate overlords. Yeah, something like that happens. We're not going to actually try it. We're just going right. to speculate. It'd be really easy so. to try it. Right, it would be. It'd be just incredibly take a few easy. seconds, but, yeah, we but d- I like speculating, so yeah, not right now, bother. so. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> okay, my first story is technology news. This is from interestingengineering.com, and the headline is, Rolls-Royce partners with Intel to build autonomous ships. Whoa. Yeah. So a um, Rolls-Royce, a company known for its luxury cars, if you didn't already know that, has apparently been working on autonomous ships since two, uh, 2016. The company announced this past Monday that it's working with Intel to develop a full fleet of autonomous cargo vessels that require no humans on board, and their goal is to have this fleet done by 2025. Hmm. The system installed in the ships will be called the Intelligent Awareness System, and they're already testing it in manned vessels. Um, the system includes a large network of cameras, radar, and LIDAR, which are controlled by a centralized program. With the help of vision algorithms, it can detect obstacles at night or during adverse weather conditions, and it also will work well within busy ports. Hmm. With the new deal that Rolls-Royce has struck with Intel, the firm's plan to use Intel solid-state drives for storing the data that would come from the network and use Intel chips to process the information. So they're just, like, using their hardware, and they announced this, like, partnership with them or something. Wow. Kevin Daffy, the director of ship intelligence of Rolls-Royce, said, quote, We're delighted to sign this agreement with Intel and look forward to working together on developing exciting new technologies and products, which will play a big part in enabling the safe operation of autonomous ships. Um, the focus of both the companies is on safety, and they aim to build the ships with similar technology that's found in smart cities. Side note, I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, as well as autonomous <laughs> drones and cars. <laughs> Huh. Do we have smart cities already? Apparently. Huh. I should have done more research on that. I didn't. It just kind of like, that's how the article ended. Like, oh, it's like smart cities. Like, I guess I missed when that was a thing. So, yeah. but autonomous cars obviously are in research. But yeah, so it kind of makes sense that they're doing like cargo right. ships. Right. It almost now. seems like this like, would be easier than cars because there's less. Yeah, there's less obstacles. And people to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's kind icebergs. of similar as like things like the. Uh, Tesla wants to automate like the what the heck the big trucks semis yes like like, what they were called the big big trucks yeah like semi trucks just for like cargo back and forth type stuff and like they can do the same thing with ships too and don't have to have people on them I guess so that's really cool I thought that was cool do you think they'll have automated cruise ships I don't know. Instead of a cruise director, it's just a, hello, I am your cruise director, AI. (laughs) Today's activities include, I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know if I would like that. I don't think I would. Maybe like if an AI system was just steering the ship and the staff was just like doing other stuff, that'd be cool. Yeah. I don't think think you would notice. (laughs) Yeah. It can see at night and like 
it can detect things better during adverse weather conditions, apparently. Hmm. I don't know exactly how, but... Probably with, like, the like, radar and sonar and or LIDAR. Yeah, or like, or instead of having to have a person look at all those tools and, like, be interpreting it live, like, it just the system just will, like, interpret things automatically, basically, so... Robots. Yeah, it's interesting. Now they're driving boats. What will they drive next? Our lives? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> My next story is also technology news. This is from Fox News. Apple fixes, quote, terrible bagel emoji design after social media outrage. Oh, my God. What? People get mad about the dumbest things. Apparently. Um, no, I knew that already. That's but I'm not like, news. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm like way into emoji. And for some reason, every time oh, yeah. there's like new emoji coming out, I get really excited, even though like they make almost no difference in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I did I'm not like, know that about this, you. Ooh, this time there's a lobster. So I uh, want to know. <laughs> spo- spoiler, there's a lobster in the next one. I um, want to know what happened with the bagel. Okay. So breakfast lovers everywhere rejoice this week after learning Apple took criticism surrounding one of its new emoji to heart. Earlier this month, Apple gave users a sneak peek at the more than 70 new emoji that will be released in the upcoming iOS 12.1 update. Um, this is, there's speculation that'll be uh, October 26th to coincide with the release of the iPhone XR, which is like their, okay. the last of the three iPhones they haven't announced at their most recent um, conference. Uh, new emoji characters uh, include people with red, gray, and curly hair, and as well as bald people, uh, a lacrosse stick, a skateboard, a llama, a mosquito, a raccoon, a lobster, a kangaroo, a salt shaker, a cupcake, and more. That's <laughs> so, just I just wanted to capture so uh, the variety of emoji that yeah. are coming. Um, however, many users noticed that the new bagel emoji looked particularly dry and bland, especially to New Yorkers. <laughs> what? Who are very who are very uppity about their bagels? I don't know if okay. you know this about New Yorkers, but hmm. uh, one of them described it as something you get from a cardboard box in the freezer section at Walmart, <laughs> which ooh, that's harsh. Hmm. Um, the <laughs> this article is a little dramatic. The outrage <laughs> continued for weeks, <laughs> with many encouraging Apple to consider at least adding cream cheese. <laughs> And this is this is also very good. Philadelphia cream cheese started a change.org petition. Oh my god. To convince Apple to add a schmear of cream cheese. More than eleven hundred people okay. signed the petition. This is this is a little ridiculous. It's so it's ridiculous. A little ridiculous. Um so uh yeah, the cream cheese brand said that a dry bagel is simply unacceptable and sad. That's a quote from them. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Jeremy Burge of the emoji website Emojipedia. Which is the Wikipedia <laughs> of emoji. Awesome. Um, which I will admit I was familiar with before this article. Uh, <laughs> he's a member of the uh, emo- the uh, Unicode Consortium, the people who like come up with what like the Unicode standard is for all those characters. Oh. So he's actually like That's awesome. not just running this website. He's he has a say in what happens. Yeah. Um, but he discovered that Apple f- uh, fixed the uh, quote fixed the bagel emoji Monday in its beta version of iOS twelve point one. So they, there's a beta version available um, if you sign up for it. But hmm. uh, the new version is, quote, much more detailed and is covered in cream cheese. I saw pictures. I do. I do have a picture I can show you. Um, it's it looks fine. <laughs> the, 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 the old one looked looked fine also. 
Um, here's the comparison. Okay. I would not have gotten upset about that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I just, I mostly picked this article because I liked how upset other people got. And the, <laughs> and the best part is that some, some people are still not happy with it. Various quotes from Twitter include, who asked for cream cheese though? Where's the locks? And, but is it toasted or untoasted? <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> well, I thought that, I didn't realize the bagel was sliced. Yeah. So. That was, other, that was some people's com- complaints too. They thought the top looked like just like a whole bagel. And then there was a sliced bagel on the bottom for some reason. I actually I'll agree that it looks like that. Yeah. The old one. I, I agree with that too. I was thinking it was just a whole bagel. And that's why I was confused about people complaining. But I could see, I can see how this is a little weird. It's, a, it's, a, it's a little weird. I still would never complain about that or give feedback about that because it's just like an emoji but like like, never never doubt people's ability to complain about literally anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i guess it looks better the one that's after yeah i guess i mean it's it's i don't know it's fine they're both fine i guess i am excited to see all the emojis now that i'm thinking about it well you can go to emojipedia will always have like the list of what's being added in each version oh that's cool and uh as they're released they'll update their website to show you what they look like and you can see what they look like on all the different platforms too and oh okay that's, that's useful yeah because some yeah sometimes you send something you're not 100 percent sure that it what looks gonna, the same yeah. to the person on the other end right right all right cool okay well my next story is an entertainment kind of still technology related news <laughs> again a tech heavy episode um and this is from bbc and the headline is Snapchat has added a selfie filter for cats. Oh. Did you see this? No, but I know what I'm doing when I get home. <laughs> um, Snapchat has announced that their augmented reality selfie filters now work on cats. Previously, its facial recognition technology could apply to filters could apply the filters only to humans and some breeds of dog. <laughs> but they've added cats now. Uh, cat owners can use Snapchat's lenses to decorate their pet with hats, glasses, and slices of bread. <laughs> like that picture of the, yeah, cat, the cat and bread. And bread yeah. yeah, like that. No, there's like a, there's a whole trend for a while so, that was called like breading a cat, where you put a cat's face. I've, just, I've seen some the bread. pictures of it, and well, you can do that with Snapchat now. So virtual breading. Mm-hmm. Very good. The announcement came weeks after parent company Snap reported the number of people using Snapchat on a daily basis had dropped. Its number of daily active users dropped by 3 million between April and June. But the number that it dropped to, are you ready for this, is 188 million daily active users. <laughs> they can't be too so sad apparently about that, that was, then. Apparently that was concerning, though, because it was the first time the company had reported a drop in daily active users. So now their strategy to bring that back up is to add cat selfie filters. (laughs) I mean, maybe they think they can get 3 million cats on the platform. I don't know. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find these in Snapchat. I must, I I don't know if they were just announcing that it will be added. I don't know if it's in there now. Yeah. I was going to say, can I put bread on my own face? (laughs) (laughs) I want to put bread on my face. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so just just keep an eye out for that. I, I'm definitely going um, to. And send me some photos of your cat. Oh, for sure. With its face and bread. In real life and in the in the app. Okay. First, I need to get some bread. Okay. 
Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I don't even like use Snapchat, so <laughs> I I'm I just used to let, use a lot more. My one yeah. friend and I uh, had a Snapchat a Snapchat streak going for um, 380 something days. That's so, really like, awesome. Where so it was we, over a year. Over a year. We just wanted to break a year, and then we kept it going. And then one day, it like it broke, and we don't think it was our fault, but we didn't really care enough to find out why. So. Well, because you made it to a year, so right. And ever since then, I've I've used it very rarely. The last story that I brought is uh, uh, some random local news. This comes from the Sacramento Bee which I think is their local newspaper. Nice. Um, Sacramento Zoo temporary cl- temporarily closes after bongo calf named Taylor Swift escapes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I originally discovered this article on a uh, site that I wasn't like comfortable using as a source. It looked kind of sketchy. Um, mm-hmm. But their headline was, Taylor Swift escapes from her enclosure at Sacramento Zoo. <laughs> So if I'm being 100% honest, that's the main reason I brought this story. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's really good. Uh, so here it is. Uh, a bongo calf named Taylor Swift made a surprise exit from her enclosure on Sunday at the Sacramento Zoo, prompting a quick response by staffers to corral the young antelope, uh, whose species is critically endangered. Mm. Uh, oh, that's right. This gets a little sad. <laughs> Just by virtue of the fact that it's a very rare animal. Uh, according to a zoo news release, the one-year-old calf made her escape around 3.30 p.m. from the exhibit space that she shares with her mother, Penny. The zoo is still working to determine what prompted the animal to flee or how she got out. So it's kind of a mystery. Um, hmm. The staff used boards and tables to gently guide the calf down the pathway um, and up the back road to her off-exhibit holding area in an effort that took about 15 minutes. So it also wasn't a very long oh, escape. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I don't know how exciting the story actually is. I mostly just like the title. Um, <laughs> Sacramento Zoo Associate Veterinarian Dr. Janessa uh, Gitelma, um, or Gitema, I have no idea, examined the bongo and found that she had a few scrapes but was otherwise unharmed and healthy. So it ended well for everyone. That's good. Uh, the, uh, one of the spokespeople for the zoo said that she was very swiftly on her feet after birth, which is how the name, uh, came to be. Uh, many of our uh. staff are Taylor Swift fans and the name seemed like a great fit. That's uh, cute. And the calf is an Eastern bongo, an antelope species native to mountain forests in Kenya that is critically endangered by hunting as illegal logging reduces its habitat. Only an estimated 200 Eastern bongos still survive in the wild. Wow. So they're very, very much endangered. Yeah. Um, and uh, Taylor Swift is is one of the ones that's in captivity, and they're working on conservation efforts. And it's one of the one of the awesome things about zoos is that they, they do tend to do that. And mm-hmm keep those animals around. Yeah, that's really cool. So, anyway. Well, I'm glad Taylor Swift is okay. I'm glad Taylor Swift was safely returned to her pen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that her handlers were able to gently guide her back okay. <laughs> using using tables. The <laughs> <laughs> shame they couldn't just use their words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had but, to you know. they had to physically coerce her back into, into her into her holding her cell. enclosure. Um <laughs> Wow. And we don't we don't know why Taylor Swift got out in the first place or what spooked her. Yeah. I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. It's a Taylor Swift mystery for the ages. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, my last story is also a random local news story. And also a bear story. So get excited for that. I am excited for that. So this is from the Huffington Post. And the headline is, Snack chasing bear cub rescued after getting into a bucket full of trouble. Aw. I hope this is as cute as it sounds. It's cute. So um, this happened in Maryland, but it didn't specify where exactly in Maryland, just somewhere. It's a small state. Um, (laughs) It's basically a city. It's fine. (laughs) They figured they didn't need to narrow it down any further. Um, At least one person captured home video of a 100-pound black bear cub running around with its head stuck in a plastic cheese ball jar thing. (laughs) So this happened, and then people on social media gave the bear the nickname Buckethead. That's so they were calling it Buckethead the Bear. I don't know why, but yeah, that was come part on. of the... People, people like, on social media, you, you, can like, do, you can do better than Buckethead. <laughs> I know, right? Like, why? But So about three days after getting his head stuck in the plastic snack jar, the black bear cub was freed. Rangers from the Maryland Department of Natural Resources came to the bear's rescue over the weekend. They had to tranquilize the cub, but then they were able to remove the plastic bucket and they returned the cub to the wild and to its family, like its mother bear and stuff. So um, everything's good now. Yay. But there was just videos of this bear running around with one of this big like plastic like, cheese ball things like on his head. So the nickname that I came up for it, you ready for this? Uh-huh. Cam and Bear. <laughs> that is much better. See? It's that not that hard, people. Better. Come on, people like like this. Isn't that hard? You can do better than this. Social media. There's so many minds that come together to come up with a good name. And you came up with Buckethead. Buckethead. It's not. It's just not. I'm so, ri- I'm just, it's just I'm not so disappointed. Creative. It's not creative. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> We're not mad at you. All We're of just disappointed. <laughs> We're just disappointed in you. Social media, we raised you better than this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for breaking news. Ooh, what's that? It's the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. You ready? Ready, set, set go. go. story I found is from NPR. Her radiant rolls put her over the top. Alaska Park names its fattest bear. <laughs> More bear stories. And I should point out, they're not fat shaming the bear. It's their time when they're prepping for hibernation. So they're yeah. eating as much as possible. And they're trying to figure out which bear seems to have been the most successful at that. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> The, the results are in, and this year's winner is uh, in Katmai National Park and Reserve's annual fattest bear contest is Bear 409, known as Beadnose. Beadnose? I don't know. These people are just bad at naming bears. Apparently. I think we've, we've figured out. Yeah. Um, and this is the, uh, <laughs> the official uh, quote from the park. Her radiant rolls were deemed by the voting public to be this year's most fa- fabulous flab. Our chubby champ has a few more weeks to chow down on lingering salmon carcasses before she heads up to the mountains to dig herself a den and savor her victory. 
So that's fun. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Full of puns. So this national park is located in southwestern Alaska. And uh, this competition has been going on for a week. They announced the winner on, on Tuesday. Uh, and people could vote on so- social media on which bear looked to be the fattest based on the pictures that they provided. Oh. This is the fourth year that they've held this competition. Uh, it started with 12 bears, and it was a single elimination contest. Uh, the final face-off was between Bear 409 and uh, a bear named, uh, well, just referred to as Bear 747, who whose name is just 747 because oh, okay. he looks like a plane. Uh, <laughs> 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 nice. So they also posted photos of the bears before and after, like, or at the end of June and the uh, and the end of September to compare, like how much they had eaten. Yeah. And uh, the after photos are what they were judging. I'm showing Alex the pictures right now. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they gained so much weight. <laughs> they, get, they get very very wow. big. Wow. Uh, so the uh, a park ranger at Katmai says all of it is. Um, is in a fun way to educate people on the struggle for survival that these bears go through and the dramatic changes involved in that. They're going to mm-hmm. lose about one-third of their body weight over their hibernation. Um, and in order to survive the next year, they have to gain all of it back in just a few short weeks over the summer. Wow. So it's just a, kind of a fun way to educate the public on uh, bear yeah. hibernation. And the article is, uh, is actually quite long and uh, goes into details and why people voted for this bear. Um, hmm. She's apparently a mother of many. Uh, she had four multi-bear litters or multi-cub Aww. litters. So she's a, she's a, a prolific matriarch. mother. Yes, a matriarch is a good way to describe her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. That is fun. Okay, well, I found a story from UPI.com that the, he- and the headline is Parade of 84 Ice Cream Trucks Sets Guinness Record. That's a lot of ice and cream trucks. I know. Also, I, I have discovered during us doing this podcast that I like stories about Guinness <laughs> records for some reason. Like, I don't know. I just, I like them. It just makes me happy. Um, so a total of 84 ice cream trucks paraded through the streets of a British town to set a Guinness World Record for gathering of the treat dispensing vehicles. The parade organized by ice cream truck manufacturer Whitby Morrison um, featured 84 of the vehicles driving in a line through the streets of Crewe, England, with their signature music playing. Oh gosh, that must have been awful. Yeah, how long do you, how long do you think that took? Do you think they parade? were synchronized, or is just a bunch of da 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 a Guinness World Records representative was on hand to verify the procedure was followed correctly to create the new world record, and they probably had sound-blocking headphones on. I would hope. Uh, oh. The event raised money for Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital in London and St. Luke's Hospice in Cheshire, England. So hmm. it was just a fun event all around. Yeah, and for a good cause, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Also, ice cream is delicious. Yeah, so it I, is very delicious. That's just That's a fact. It's a science fact. <laughs> that is a science fact. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. 
If you like what you heard, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher, as well as uh, pretty much any other podcast app that you might choose. And while you're there, uh, leave us a review. Rate us. We love stars. The more stars, the better. Stars! Exactly. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at at knickknacknews. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, it's up. It's going. Nice. I love when it's up and it's up and going. (laughs) (laughs) That was weird. Why did I say that? Um, I don't know, but I'm going to put that at the end of the episode now. Dang it. Okay. (laughs)